Welcome to Tech Talk. Bye. C-D-T. Welcome to CDT's Tech Talk, where we dish on tech and internet policy while also explaining what these policies mean to our daily lives. I'm Brian Wazolowski, and it's time to talk tech. Tis the season for online shopping, but of course with that could come online fraud, online privacy violations, or online ads tipping off what you bought your spouse. All of that would not be good. Thankfully, our guest today has a guide for all online shoppers about what we should be doing to keep our data safe and secure this holiday season. Ed Bartholomew is the Executive Director of Call for Action. Welcome, Ed. Thanks for having me, Brian. It is my pleasure. So first, for folks who don't know, even though everyone should, what is Call for Action? What do you do? So we're a nonprofit uh, consumer organization, and our model is we partner with media outlets, traditionally broadcast, but we do have some print partners as well. And we set up locally volunteer-staffed local help hotlines. So we handle all sorts of consumer issues. We really run the full gamut. You know, dishwashers that have that, that they've been out to replace, but they haven't quite gotten it right yet. Um, financial account issues that you might be having with a bank. Sort of any type of consumer problem you can think of. Our volunteers are ready, eager, and willing to help. Well, that's awesome. Well, what a perfect name then. Call for action. All right. So online shopping is what we're going to be talking about today. And before uh, we chatted, you shared some stats with me. 57% of all holiday purchases are now done online. And there will be uh, $123 billion in sales online during this stretch in 2018. I mean, those are some pretty astounding numbers. Does this... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think those were just initial projections because everything that's come out since sort of the, the big Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend has been that it's just exceeding those expectations. Wow. Wow. Did you buy anything on Cyber Monday? I did not. I was actually in transit, so I didn't really get to do the traditional sitting in front mm. of the computer and, and finding those great deals kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I bought plenty. I have a whole new wardrobe coming, so this is very exciting for me. I, I don't tend to do great with holiday shopping, except for myself then. But um, So with all these numbers, all this increase, does that also lead to an increase in security and privacy concerns? We think that it does. Um, especially on the security front, you know, there are a lot of best practices that, that more consumers should be taking advantage of when they're shopping online to keep credit card information secure, to keep personal information secure, um, and just to keep things from ending up in, in the wrong hands. Um, so definitely on a security front, it's really important. On a privacy front, it, it seems to be that time of year when you might just accidentally tip somebody off to the to the gift they're going to get. Now, obviously, if you're redoing your own wardrobe, you're probably you're probably okay on that. <laughs> for people that are buying, you know, the the coat or the gloves or the scarf for a loved one, um, a spouse, a partner, they might end up seeing that as an ad later on on their device or on a shared device that you were doing shopping on earlier in the day. Yeah, no, I discovered that apparently V-neck sweaters are no longer a thing. It's all crew neck. So those crew neck sweaters are following me across all of my devices right now, even though I did buy quite a few. All right, so of course, luckily you created a wonderful online guide for shoppers. It's the 12 tips to keep your Christmas under wraps and amazing 12, tri- 12 tips, 12 days of Christmas. That's clever. Did you think that one up? We, we try. 
exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So let's go through it. I'm going to kind of use the framing that you did, or the groupings that you did, because those were equally clever. Um, and you have a first kind of set of tips that fall under keep it safe, keep it secret. Um, so how, what are some of the tips and tools that uh, consumers should be doing to keep their data safe when shopping? So a really, really simple one, and we tried to order the list within each section in, by difficulty, right? So the easiest stuff's going to be at the top in each section, and the, the stuff that takes a little bit more effort on the consumer part is, consumer's part is further down the list. Um, so one simple thing that everybody should be doing is looking for HTTPS at the beginning of the URL when you're shopping online. Whenever you're on a site where you're going to enter a password, payment information, personal information, or really just kind of complete any sort of form to hand over data and send that back across the internet, you want to make sure that it's an HTTPS site and that you're doing that because that gives you sort of a security blanket for that data as it travels back to the server and the, the party that you're sharing that information with, whether it's the store you're buying from or the, the you know mailing list that you're signing up for or, or whatever that might be, always look for that S. And modern web browsers have actually gotten really good yeah. in tipping you off when there's a problem. So a lot of times on sort of the new version of Chrome or Firefox, Safari, it'll show you that there's like a lock symbol or yeah. it might have a red sort of uh, you know warning symbol to let you know that this isn't a secure website. Yeah, no, they've, they've gotten really great. And certainly any consumer, if it's certainly if they're trying to make a payment and they do not see that, my goodness, run, you know, don't make a payment without seeing the, the lock symbol or the HTTPS. Exactly. Um, and, and sort of along those same lines, the other thing that you want to do is make sure that the URL you're at is actually where you want to be, right? So, so give it a second look and make sure that you spelled it correctly or that there wasn't, you know, sort of a, a space where it shouldn't be or some other way that the name of the website you're trying to go to got broken up. Because um, we see that a lot, too, just sort of fake spoofed websites that are designed to look really, really oh, similar yikes. to where you want to be, but they're actually not where you want to be. Okay. What are some of the other tips in this category then? Sure. And I, I think that's a, a really good segue. In order to get that protection, you, you need a new updated version of the browser, right? So make sure you're updating your devices and the software that you're using before you start shopping. Um, we released this before the holiday weekend. So one of the things was sort of you've got a long holiday weekend, spend some time updating your operating system, your, your, you know, your phone device, your tablet devices. And, and websites, but really that's something we should all be doing all the time. It seems a little annoying to kind of get those constant reminders about updates and that you need to you know, download this and install it, but really that's how security keeps up. Security is a moving target and we've got to keep patching, we've got to keep updating to keep our devices safe and secure. Yes, don't ignore those prompts. Exactly. And then another thing that you, everybody should be doing is, is using good passwords. Um, so the longer it is, the better it is. Um, our thing is to try to make it a memorable phrase and maybe mix in a couple letters or symbols. So like we suggested using Merry Christmas, replacing the E with a three, replacing the S's with dollar signs, things like that. Um, that makes for good password hygiene. And you know, it's not that you have to use you know, super complex different passwords everywhere, but for certain things like financial accounts and other accounts where you're storing sensitive information, you probably do want to make a point of making those a little bit longer, 
more unique and then not reusing them for other things that are of, of less consequence and less importance. Um, and then really, if this is all kind of confusing and a little bit much to handle, there are great password ma- uh, managers out there yeah. that you can download. Um, we've got a link to a, a list of some of the top rated ones um, in our guide and, and consumers can always do that to make it a little bit easier on themselves. Awesome. All right, we get to move on to the next category here, which is a fun name. Santa doesn't leave cookies. Uh, so I assume this is about web cookie, web browsing cookies. For our listeners who aren't quite sure what those are, first explain what they are and then give us the tips that people should be using here. Sure. So cookies are small pieces of data stored on your computer that help streamline your browsing experience. So they might track the number of times you visited a website or the things that you've looked at in the past. You know, I think we're all familiar with seeing the search results and then clicking on one and then going back to that list and the, the one that you clicked on before is a different color or looks yes. a little bit different. Um, and that, that's a cookie that's allowed that sort of system memory to happen. Um, so it's a, it's a convenience tool and they're not, they're not necessarily bad things. They're, they're part of the, you know, streamlining an online experience. Um, but they can help accidentally spoil a surprise, and that, that's one of the things that we highlight here. So one of the things that cookies do, um, a lot of websites, when you go to online retailers and you put things in your shopping cart, if you leave that site and come back two days later or, or a month later, those items still might be in your shopping cart. <laughs> yes, or they send you a great email saying, oh, look, you forgot something in your cart. Exactly. Um, and that's where those cookies come from. You know, the cookies help make that possible. Yep. Um, so one of our tips is to, to clean out your cart, right? So if you've been thinking about some things, maybe you've added a couple crew neck sweaters and some different colors that you're thinking about buying for somebody, um, but you decide to buy them somewhere else or you only get one of them and leave some of the other ones in your cart. A, it could generate that email. And if again, if it's a shared account or a shared device, somebody might see that email later and, and and then know what you're getting them or the next person that you know is shopping for you might go to that same website and notice that there's stuff in the cart and, and end up getting the surprise that you you picked for them spoiled uh, so it's really easy just clear out the cart you know re- delete the items remove the items whatever the phrasing is on that website but that's always a good thing to do good advice and most browsers you can also delete your cookies right you can actually kind of proactively do that you can proactively clear cookies and we've actually got at the bottom of our guide on the website we've got instructions for the sort of four most common browsers and what the the menu flow is to get you to the point where you can clear those cookies oh my goodness this is the guide just keeps getting better and better as you dig into it um so let's go on to the next category santa's little helpers um what are these what are your tips here so these are standalone browsers or standalone search engines or just different plugins that you might be able to use to help keep your gift ideas from popping up on different devices or being spoiled this holiday season. So I think that there's a lot of there can be a lot of convenience when we see an ad for something that we we've looked at before and and you see it somewhere else it can be a helpful reminder that hey that's something you're interested in or i meant Mm -hmm. to finish that purchase and i didn't but this time of year especially that can be a little perilous right you know i think the real common example is the person who's engagement ring shopping (laughs) Uh, you know that's something that a lot of people do around the holidays is, is pop the question um, but you don't want to 
be shopping for that ring and then have your, you know, the person you're going to propose to is surfing on their tablet in front of the TV later and all they see is ring ads everywhere and hmm, I wonder what's coming next. Right? Like, <laughs> well, maybe they'd be uh, ready to video it then so that it, you know, could be posted on them. No, it's a bad thing, but still. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, maybe it is deep down inside. Different use cases everywhere, it. right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but these are some, the, the little helpers are things that you can do to kind of keep that from happening. So one is using DuckDuckGo for search. Um, it's a more privacy-focused search engine that doesn't track IP addresses or store user information. Um, they do still use cookies for some things, but it's a much more minimal use of cookies. Um, there's also some designated private browsers out there, such as Firefox Focus or, or a, a browser called Brave. Um, consumers can find those. They're available on different platforms and, and mobile devices for, for download through sort of app stores and, and that thing sort of thing. Um, you know, there's a couple tips in here about thinking through your social media settings. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe start by logging out of all your, your, you know, your Facebook and your Google accounts before you start shopping. So that's just one sort of more break in the chain to keep those ads from following you around. That makes sense. Um, we've got some links to opt-outs that consumers can, can exercise if they want to, and also links to ad settings on some common social media platforms. So even if you're hearing this in July and it's not the holiday season anymore, <laughs> those are good things that you can do anytime to sort of review what your settings are um, and what you've what you've chosen to do and, and what you might want to opt out of if that's something that's of interest to you. And again, we have links at the bottom for how to do that on Android devices, iOS devices, Windows devices to reset your ad ID number, to turn off some, some different privacy and security toggles that might give you a better online experience or, or a more private online experience if that's something that you're looking for. That's fantastic. So it's kind of a, a nice mix of the basics you should do and then you can really go to the ultra paranoid level, which I really appreciate. So that's fantastic. Um, last set of categories, we've kind of touched on this a bit, um, but you go even deeper here, the not-so-secret Santas. Is this is this what you would consider your, like, supreme, you are the, like, super, paranoid's probably the wrong word, but super privacy, super secure individual, the things that you should be doing? So actually, that's the last category. Oh, I jumped ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we call that one the best hiding places, and, and actually, <laughs> we talked about... For people who really want to do this and are really paranoid, VPN is probably the way to go. Um, and we actually relied on some great work that CDT has been doing in this space. Um, and we link to, to some of your primers and, and your sort of best practices when oh, shopping thank for a VPN. You. But, you know, a VPN obviously encrypts all of your traffic. It gives you a, a much higher level of security and privacy online. But it's also something that takes some effort, right? Like you've got to be really committed to doing this if you're going to go the VPN route. And it does make it a little more difficult for certain location things and, and stuff like that to work. So there's always trade-offs. Um, but our not-so-secret Santas, the ones <laughs> that we sort of glossed over there, uh, are a couple, uh, it's a tip about a few things that are a little bit misleading in their name. So one is okay. do not track. I think people who have uh, sort of been in the internet users for a while have probably at least heard mention of do not track before. Um, most sites 
simply ignore it. So don't rely uh, on Do Not Track to, to save you just because you see that toggled on on your browser. Um, and I think another one that, that we think consumers might find a little bit confusing is incognito mode or private browsing. Um, and that makes it private on the device you're sitting in front of, so it doesn't store it in your search history on the device you're on. But it doesn't prevent third-party websites and the places that you're going on the Internet and interacting with on the Internet from collecting some data, tracking what you're oh, doing. Oh, fascinating. I just learned something here. I mean, this shows that I am not by any means the most tech-savvy in the office, but that's fascinating. Okay. Yeah, and so we really wanted to flag that for people because you don't want to have this sort of false sense of, of privacy and security while you're out there doing things. No, that's really helpful. So those are the 12 tips. Anything that we missed or anything else that I glossed over there? Well, we did throw in a bonus stocking stuffer. So oh, what's that? <laughs> um, and this is for gifts that you just can't find online. So another thing that a lot that we've noticed and that um, a couple people mentioned while we were putting this together is that when you shop in brick-and-mortar stores now, retailers are constantly asking you for an email address, Oh, yes. And or a phone number when you check out. Um, so it's good to remember that you don't have to provide either of those. Sometimes providing that to a retailer will get you signed up for, for you know, lists or, or they might even use that and share it with data brokers or other third parties to put together a more complete profile of you and then, you know, sort of sell that out so that you can get different ads. And, and those aren't necessarily bad opportunities, but you should know what you're signing up for. And you should also know that you, you can just say, no, I don't really give out my email address and move on. Or, like I have, have a fake email address that you write down so you don't feel bad about it. Um, or you know, <laughs> That's the passive-aggressive way to do it. But no, that is a great tip. And then a, a good point that a lot of times the offline and online can merge, and this is one of those places. Um, so one of the things we, of course, did not say is where folks can find these. Right. So callforaction.org. Um, if you go there, it's right on our homepage, and we'll stay there through the holiday season, and, and that'll get you to the guide. That is awesome. Well, Ed, thank you so much for joining. This has been incredibly helpful. I learned something as well. Happy holidays. Same to you. Thanks, Brian. That's it for this episode of Tech Talk. I hope you all have a joyous and cybersecure holiday. I'm Brian Wasilowski. Thanks so much for listening.